We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Helton. Hey, everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Monday, October 8th edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Tim Heaney and I are going to review, review all the Week 5 Sunday fantasy action. Tim, this may be my Giants fandom overreacting. <laughs> is it possible? And I, I actually was thinking of this before I saw Liz tweet it last night. Could Saquon Barkley be the best back in the league right now? Naturally, it's definitely a logical argument. I think he's top three right now, at least. Um. I mean, it's just she's so fun to watch. Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe you question the decision for for long term development of a team to take him, but yep. for, not for fantasy purposes. Whatever he's, uh, I mean, one of the Giants lacking any offensive uh, deficiencies there. Um, he's you know he's he's the centerpiece, and he's why they're they're actually even coming close in these games right now. I mean, so. the way he, I mean, the way he gets to the corner that that one. When he mm-hmm. cut outside on the on the Panthers' safety, I forget which safety it was coming up, or it might have been one of the linebackers. Anyway, I mean, just quick jump cut and just turns direction on a dime. He he is yep. he's incredible. He's, he's, li- he's living up to every bit of hype. Yeah, he's video gaming it right now for sure. Yep. So. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, yeah and fantasy-wise, I mean, you know, over 100 yards from scrimmage uh, in, in five games in a row. Uh, yeah. The big plays are there. And even if the, you know, the line might not be blocking for him, the, yeah. he's, he's creating something out of nothing on a lot of occasions. So, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he creates his own space, which yep. is nice. So. All right. Um, check us out on Twitter, folks. Tim's at Tim underscore Heaney. I'm at JHalpin37. You can also tweet us at Rotowire. You can get the player updates at Rotowire NFL. And you can find us on Facebook. Let's get to the Sunday game recaps. Mm-hmm. I, I, do we, I, I guess we have to talk. We can't completely <laughs> ignore a game. But let's talk about Tennessee-Buffalo first. I guess the question I have that, we want, that I, I think we should address for people does LaShawn McCoy's volume alone make him worth starting? Man, I guess in bye weeks it does. He mm-hmm. got forty. He had twenty four carries yesterday for eighty five yards. Uh, they're playing at Houston this week. I mean, if you if you have him, you hate it. But do you have to start him? I think you do. Uh, we talk about this Bills offense being in flux with Josh Allen. There, uh, you know, all the injuries McCoy's had. There, they're finally. I guess they finally felt comfortable doing. You know, the, the 25-plus touch workload for him now that he's a little healthier. The game was a bit closer. They had to kind of run some clock out this time. Are they going to be in this position all the time? You know, against Houston, I can see it still. I think I don't think Houston's a very – I don't think Houston's one of those teams like last year they could – you know, the, the Houston version last year probably would have been able to run away with this a bit more. I don't think this team is like that. I think the Bills' uh, pressure will keep this close on them. So, yeah, I think McCoy's going to get 20-plus touches again. Um, Chris Ivory still – uh, as a good compliment, but you know what? Well, they had like 40 rushing attempts yesterday, the bills. So uh, yep. that's kind of the game you're trying to play right now. So it, it favors McCoy's workload. All right. So, on, the, on the other side of this, Derek Henry showed a pulse, but he still did not help his fantasy owners. He had 11 carries for 56 yards, no touchdowns, no receptions. So uh, mm-hmm. if you started him in fantasy, he's, he was a bust. Do you, can you go back to the well on him yet? I mean, do, do you uh, look at the 11 carries for 56 yesterday and go, okay, maybe I can roll with him, but I mean, you're getting, I mean, yesterday, if you started him, you got, you got no help. I mean, you figure this would be the we, – we talked about the game script that he would uh, be busy because the, the Titans would be dominating, but they actually gave him still a decent touch load because they would just had to, again, keep possession there. You have the Ravens next week. That doesn't sound like a good matchup for him. Um, maybe the Chargers before the bye could be something uh, a little bit more productive there. Uh, but they've been a solid defense against the run for the most part anyway. So maybe maybe you can look into see buying him after his week eight bye. They have the Dallas, the Patriots, the Colts, then the Texans. That um, could be a decent productive stretch for him if they can if they can control the clock. But, yeah, you figured he would be a little bit more productive on the touch load that he actually was expected to get. Um, average 5.1, that's yeah. that, that, that's still flex-worthy to me. Even if, if the game flow happens to break that way and he gets 20, that could be a very productive day. But... I love the talent. I just got to question this Titans offense. You know, a week after we thought they would took a step forward after that game, that victory against the Eagles. Now they just had you know very little punch in this game. They they have yeah. They, so they've lost to the Dolphins and the Bills. Yeah, I mean the the Dolphins being a little bit more credible than we expected, but still a team we should have you know yep. seen that coming a little more. All right, Giants and uh, Panthers back to Saint Saquon of New Jersey. <laughs> um. Eli looked okay. Second half, Eli looked okay. I thought he got a little more time than usual. But he looked... Uh, actions were he, a little better. He looked like yeah. a competent NFL quarterback. But I, I think the, the problem... I mean, there are a lot of Giants fans who make excuses for him. I think the problem here is that we're bending over backwards to be so happy that he looked like a competent NFL quarterback. Not a really good one, but, a, but one that could actually make the throws he's supposed to make most of the time without throwing bad interceptions and stuff. But Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, I mean, the numbers were there. This week, they've got the Eagles on Thursday night. 
I don't like that spot mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Well, the, well, the Eagles' defense is actually what's kind of keeping that that team in those games. We'll talk about that in a bit. But you know, Eli had a nine point one yards per attempt, second highest of the season. It did. He did look a little more comfortable. Of course, made those those two picks against a little, little bit of uh, throwing it to bad coverage there. But yeah, he found Beckham downfield a bit more, which I was I not that I was surprised at, but that the Panthers I expected to give him a little bit more resistance along the trenches. Me too. I don't think they got enough of a pass rush. The play um, action was working for the Giants, and I right. think with Barkley, you need to start doing that a bit more consistently. Um, otherwise, here, I mean, Shepard was okay. I mean, Barkley yeah. because of that trick play was it was fun. I yeah, mean, for a while it was the only offense they had, but it was fun to watch. <laughs> um, the Panthers, man, if you have Devin Funches, you, you, yeah. if you drafted Funches, you drafted him as see, he went at wide receiver thirty. So you were like, okay, he's wide receiver three. He's flexville for me, yep. but he's probably productive. Yeah. Now they well, add another guy to the mix yesterday yep. in Curtis Samuel. And this, is, this looks like it's – and Olsen's coming back this week. And this looks like it's going to be a team that is just going to spread the ball around. And Moore's getting a little bit more involved each week. Yes. Uh, you know, Ian Thomas was you – know, like, like, like you said, he held it down for Greg Olsen. That, that, that statistical slot was still worth the tight end. Curtis Samuel, I like Curtis Samuel as a player. Uh, I don't think he's a real fantasy guy to bet to back, but I think he does a lot of good things for Cam Newton's value. Right. And that hurts everybody else. And, and Jerry's right, always there to steal stuff from other people. Right. That's, that's I mean, just his role. I mean, there's, there's so. no – basically you need to avoid all these wide receivers. <laughs> I love Funches too. It's a shame. But yeah. yeah. I, I think if there's one that could emerge, it actually might be DJ Moore. If he keeps playing like he did yesterday, mm-hmm. but but I still we're just not there. I think the, oh. for the rest of the year you got to assume that from week to week you really kind of don't know what's going to happen here in the receiving core. Maybe it's just Olsen. Yeah. And now he he gets back into tight end one territory, maybe low end, but right. he's he's your he's your uh, actually Christian McCaffrey is probably your number one right. receiver still. So yeah, but but to get get into <laughs> tight end one territory, I mean as long as you yeah. have a pulse, you can be in tight end one territory. Very true. I can at least get into tight end two by by putting on a helmet or something. Totally. So. And uh, Graham Gano. Holy moly, that was a Yeah, uh, that was fun. <laughs> um, the Giants did get hosed by the refs. They did. I mean, yeah. really. The, the, the one, not just the, the penalty. The, how did that – I was up I, – I, I, we were watching that game in my house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were sort of a house divided on, the, on that game. But after McCaffrey ran into the line, which I can't believe they called that play. Mm-hmm. I was up yelling, why is Cam spiking the ball in fourth down? Because I, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that they gave McCaffrey a first down on that play. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I was up going, what is he doing? Does he understand what's going on? And then I look at the team, I'm like, wait, right. no, it's first down? Well, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even check it. Yeah, refs have been great these last few weeks. Oh, huh? man, that was a rough yeah. one. I mean, I don't blame yeah. the Giants for being angry. I mean, they were angry about way too much. They, you know, it, it wasn't. Well, I think those two plays were bad. The play with the the, the late, you know, the, the helmet to helmet, which really wasn't. But mm-hmm. after the game, there were four or five plays that they're complaining about. It's like, guys, it wasn't four or five; it was two. Right. <laughs> Just chill. and and you had two interceptions that turned the tie a little bit more. They really did. So, yeah. But crazy exciting game in the second half, though. I'll say that. Yeah, very nice. Like, when Cam Newton is actually, you know, moving the ball efficiently and, and actually looking when he throws the ball. I notice a lot when he does, like, he just kind of chucks it and throws his head away. So that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Miami-Cincinnati. Man, if you bet the mm-hmm. Dolphins, that was a brutal beat getting a fumble return for a touchdown with two minutes to go. That was a tease, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kenyon Drake. So it gets outcarried and I believe outsnapped by Frank Gore. I'll check the snaps in a second. Um, but Kenyon Drake now six for forty six on the ground, seven for sixty nine uh, receiving, plus a touchdown. But Gore goes twelve for sixty three on the ground, 
if you if you're still holding Drake, what are you thinking next week? I, I mean, I, I think Gore was used a lot when they were ahead. I would think, but I mean, Drake got the touchdown to kind of put things ahead there. I think you still have to keep him as a flex guy. Uh, you, you know, it, it, hopefully you didn't draft him as that in that third round where you were kind of expecting that big breakthrough there. I, I still love the talent. I, I don't like the coaching staff, and I think that eventually, even if unlimited touches like Drake, Drake like this did a good job of, of producing. It's not going to be that efficient every week, but you still got to bank on it sometimes, especially when you're in bye weeks and and you need the guy that actually has you know at least a decent outlook there. Of course, the Bears this week that might not be uh, the best matchup for Drake to get involved with the Lions, the Texans. After that, the Jets. The Packers, that seems like a pretty good uh, schedule, even if he only gets like 10 to 15 touches. All so. right. So the snap count was 41 for Drake, 25 for Gore. Okay. So, and plus the, the, the fact that the game script flipped a bit might have helped Drake as well. So. I think Gase said something about him being better in spot duty or something. I don't know. Ugh. There's something just, I don't know, nonsense going on. All right. Um, the rest Cincinnati. of that. Yeah. Cincinnati. So, yeah, Tyler Boyd. What happened yesterday now, interestingly, A.J. Green ran out of the slot a lot, mm-hmm. which probably dinged Boyd. Yeah. Um, but helped Green. I mean, is, uh, teams are starting to – this year, there seems to be a more pronounced effort for teams to use their their best receiver out of the slot more often rather than reserving it for the Julian Edelmans of the world. Yeah, I also think they were trying to get Green away from Xavier Howard as much as possible. Right. Uh, I don't know how much Howard follows, but he's been a hell of a breakout uh, quarterback this year, entering the shutdown territory. I think that uh, they're probably kind of just try- trying to maneuver Green around, and he had some nice plays. And didn't live up to a great fantasy one day, but still a very uh, you know it was a good effort by the Bengals. I love this offense, man. Uh, Mixon being healthy, I think, kind of opens things up for them as well. I-, I mean, a full season under Bill Lazor actually seems to be helping a lot right. with this offense, so Agreed. I like it. All right, we are going to go next to my Cleveland Browns <laughs> against the Ravens. I love this. I love that they're two, two, and one. And could yeah, be better. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my – in picking games, I got this one yesterday, but I, I, I pick the Browns all the time. So, you know, when it, when it works out, it's fun. But it hasn't worked out, obviously, <laughs> over the last couple of years very much. It's like, they're going to get better. I know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Buck Allen outsnapped uh, yep. Alex Collins quite, quite a bit, didn't he? Yeah, but then he fumbled, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of doing his own thing to kind of give it away. So, it's still kind of just – it's still like a split, almost almost 50-50, I would think, expectations-wise for them. Um, Buck Allen, 50 snaps. Alex Collins, 27 snaps. Really? Yep. All right. So, um, alarm for the Alex Collins yeah, owners. Yeah, that's a very low amount of snaps. So, mm-hmm. But Allen's, of course, the, he's the pass catcher, so that's going to give him the edge, at least, at least cement that role for him, and if Collins doesn't do much on running. I mean, we've seen Allen as the goal line guy a lot, too. So We have. Yeah. So the other side of this, the running backs – Everybody got excited about Nick Chubb last week, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, he had three carries, but he had huge and huge action. Oh, we're going to have to play him more. Well, hold on. Let me check the snap count here. Uh-oh. Nick Chubb at 11. Mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde, 28. <laughs> and Duke, 41. Um, so Nick well, Chubb, let, yeah. let's, let's agree to not start Nick Chubb until we have concrete reason to do so. And, and, and even a 60-yard yeah. touchdown run is not concrete reason to do so. We need to see 10, 12 carries, more than half the snaps, a hide injury, something more than what we saw yeah. last week to think about getting cute and starting Nick Chubb. 
you have to have the worst buy uh, setup as possible <laughs> to really consider making him a flex guy. And we said that last week. We said he was just a stash, and maybe he'll sneak into playing duty sometimes if it's a really if they're playing the Falcons or something where that run defense is terrible. Right. Maybe he'll break off. You can hope he breaks off five good runs or something. But yep. yeah, it's it, it's it's more of a and it's beca- it's becoming less. Uh, Less heartening for the 2018 season. He's going to do a lot without a hide injury, which which is possible. But. Um, the yeah. other thing on the Browns, I mean, there's not a lot of fantasy stuff to talk about in this game because it was so no. low scoring. Um, Baker was pretty solid. Um, David Joku, six for 69 on 11 targets. This guy's he's legit. He's he's he was viewed and drafted as a low end tight end one, which we joked about earlier. But he's got more than a pulse. He's a legit low end tight end one. <laughs> Yeah, it was a season high eleven targets. I think it was. I think it was a season high. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So. Uh, and yeah, uh, Richard Higgins caught the touchdown, which got to anger a lot of people for sure. <laughs> no, it's not, uh, it's not Landry. It's not Callaway. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Higgins. Yeah, well, Callaway's still the boomer bust guy, the the deep threat, and they, they Mayfield still they he and him still haven't connected. Like they, they he's overthrown him a lot these last couple of weeks. They haven't had, found that rhythm yet. I do want to say Michael Crabtree had a couple, little bit of a bad day on the other side as well. Yep. So. Yeah. A couple um, drops. Green Bay, Detroit. I think Mario Puig's quote. All the as I love to joke that all the guys in Madison at the Rotowire offices hate Mike McCarthy so much. I don't think it's a joke. I think it's I think it's pretty real. Oh no, it's a joke. For, it's fun for me <laughs> and for you. Yeah, but they can't yeah. they can't stand him. Oh, uh, not not for not for my team. I, my team's not fun right now. So I think Mario's joke. <laughs> Mario's comment on Twitter last night was that Mike McCarthy could get outsmarted by a toaster. I think mm. that's what I saw him say. You know what? I get asked to buy a toaster a lot, so it's fine. But he's the it, one it, that's not the Packers fan, if I remember. Mario? Yeah, I don't uh, think so. He, I thought he was most things Wisconsin. I don't know. I don't he's know. a Brewers fan. Yeah, so. but I thought he would – because DVR and I were talking about it the other day that, that uh, one of them, and I thought it was Mario, grew up – He said that the story was that he grew up closest to Green Bay of all of them and was not – a, oh. I think he was a Cowboys fan. It might not be Mario. It might be someone else. But I think it was Mario. I, I know Nick Whalen's a Jaguars fan. That's another one of the big ones. Got it. Yeah, that's a funny one. Um, well, it's, it's gotten great for him lately. So yeah, it's <laughs> better. Well, not yesterday, better. but whatever. Except for yesterday. Yeah. Um, the Packers so, running back yeah. snap. I mean, what in the so so? It, you remember Mean Girls? <laughs> Don't you, you can't make fetch happen. Remember that? Stop making fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Right. Aaron Aaron Jones is probably not going to happen. Uh, he should happen. I mean, it could. He could have <laughs> flashes. He could have good games where he scores two touchdowns. But He's this, going to, you know, yeah. Aaron Jones is going to be this. You know, the lead back, the clear gut. Nope. 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 See, nope. nope. He, here's the thing. Yesterday, though, the Packers weren't controlling the game flow. They got down really quickly. Mason Crosby single handedly prevented them from doing anything. They, they, and they love having Jamal Williams on the field as a pass blocker. I know. So, and Jones is not bad at this. Ty Montgomery was on for a while too. And they like Montgomery in that role a little bit too. So I'm not saying Mike McCarthy's smart or anything, but that could be a reason just that once they get into that mode where they have to just keep throwing, Jamal Williams needs to be out there. And that's a good it's a good point that, that the game that the game flow argued against Aaron Jones. I get it. I I, I hear you <laughs> and it makes sense. And I still, you know, I I just I don't I'm buy a, that this I'm, is gonna happen. I need to see to believe. I'm not it. saying it's a good decision. I'm just saying that would be McCarthy's mentality. Okay. Yeah. Um, poor Mason Crosby. What in the world was that? I I wonder if they cut him this week. <laughs> I, 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 I he's 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 an institution with that team as much as a kicker can be an institution to any team. It yeah. seems like so. Uh, that's rough. They think they would have won if he made all those kicks, right? Yeah. Um, the other oh. the other side of that game, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Legarrette Blunt sniping Carryon Johnson. 
Yeah, it's the worst. It's terrible. <laughs> See, you probably wouldn't you, you remember this, me, old guy comment coming. When I first started playing fantasy football in 1988, the Bengals had Pete Johnson. And mm-hmm. Pete Johnson was, you know, 245 pounds, which then was enormous. Right. And the Bengals would get to the one-yard line, and every time they got to the one-yard line, they would put in Pete Johnson, and he'd score a bunch of touchdowns. Like in my head, I have I envisioned Pete Johnson scoring twelve touchdowns a season. And I'm sure that didn't happen, but he scored a bunch of touchdowns. And whoever the other Bengals backs were, whether that was Icky Woods or James Brooks at that point or whoever it was, he would steal touchdowns. And people, because fantasy then wasn't as easy to score, he scored mostly on touchdowns. So you yep. would draft Pete Johnson. And hope that he would carry five times for seven yards and two touchdowns, kind of like Lil Garrett Blunt almost did yesterday. Oh, my goodness. And carry on Johnson look great again in yeah. his, uh, his limited duty. But they just don't. But Trish is just going to – I mean, I, I think Mario had a great line in his recap about cronyism. <laughs> back to the expatriate uh, running back. He's just going to use him in those situations regardless. Right. So. So anyway, um, yeah, carry on Johnson fans. This is another one. Don't expect this problem to go away. Damn shame. But yes. Kenny Galladay is amazing. So love Yeah, Kenny that. Galladay is pretty terrific. Love I agree. Yeah. Um, Jags, the Jags let me down in this one. I thought the Jags were going to play. I thought this was going to be a really good game. And, yeah. Well, I mean, the defense played okay, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they kind of kept the Chiefs they kept in Mahomes check. They kept Yeah. Yep. I mean, he, he didn't kill them. Blake Bortles did. Yeah, well, when he throw all those picks again. I mean, but he uh, threw one off the guy's helmet. He threw the other one right to the defensive lineman who was two feet in front of his face. Mm-hmm. It was this was old Blake Bortles again. Yeah, uh, garbage time Bortles hashtag. Yeah, yeah. which um, that was fun, but that you knew he was bad. You thought coming into this year, last year, coming into this year, that he might be improving somewhat. Yeah, I don't know if you watched The Good Place at all on NBC. I do. It's a really good show. Yeah, and every time I just think of Jason going Bortles when he picks it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my my kids love that show too, and it, they do the it, it's thing. hysterical. They joke around about Blake Bortles all the time now because of the guy on that show. <laughs> if you guys don't watch it out there, just just go ahead. It's it's one of my one of my favorites on TV right yeah, now. Yeah, so. I think I'm I'm up to. Uh, I think I've got four episodes left in season two. That's where I am. Oh, we are way behind. I'm, behind. I'm current, so yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's kind of disappointing for the Jags in this one. Uh, they couldn't really push downfield as much, but then the garbage time Bortles made it all happen. So. Yeah, we. I don't think we can because of the way the Chiefs wrecked them and the Jags were throwing so much late. Mm-hmm. Don't read anything into the receiving stats for the Jags. It was yeah. sort of too much of an aberration. You can't look. Oh, I got to get Dante Moncrief. Nah, that's. Just, I, I think he's worth owning. I think he's a bye week guy. Uh, really? It's. I don't think the fifteen targets is going to be anything close to realistic. I just think that I like. I still like the talent. I think there's a little, little bit of a red zone. Happening there because Safarian Jenkins isn't doing anything in the red zone. I think that Moncrief can still claim that territory a little bit. All right, so rank them rest of the season. Cole Moncrief Westbrook. Cole Westbrook Moncrief still, but I still right. like all. I still like having one of those three. But but would do you, so what? You want one of the three? So you're you're basically looking and you're saying, I mean, what kind of format would you have to be in to say I'm picking up who I think is the Jaguars' third best receiver? Oh, like like a fourteen team non PPR or something like that. I, I still think there's red zone presence there. Okay. So, right. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, like bio week stuff we're talking about, and that's why Moncrief's kind of in my radar still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, next game up is Broncos Jets. Mm-hmm. I actually built a lineup yesterday. Yesterday morning, I said, "All right, I want to do what I'll do." I mean, I'm not a. I'm such a casual DFS player, and I go, "All right, I'm going to play one or two small tournaments this week." 
Mm-hmm. And what I did was I said, I'm, and I'm going to use the Rotowire Optimizer, and I'm going to build around. I looked and I said, you know, who do I have a hunch about today? Like a good price guy that can reasonably outproduce by a lot and have a good game. And Crowell was one of them. It was, I, I did it around Crowell and Martavis Bryant, who was not terrible, actually. No, and, no. And the problem is I'm watching Crowell. I'm going, holy cow, this is great. And I'm watching the lineup going, I actually have a good shot. But the problem is playing Crowell and Bryant allowed me to afford Julio Jones, who stunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, my, that's the DFS thing. I mean, I know, you know I'm playing one or two lineups and it's not an efficient way to play and all that stuff. But it's, it's so annoying when that happens. <laughs> Well, I mean, the Broncos are going to be a team to target with the run game for most of the season. I think yep. they've been they've been they've been leaky they so have. far this year. So, so Darnold was. I mean, if you look at the you know ten for twenty two, it doesn't look efficient, but threw some good deep balls. I'll say that for him. Yeah. Um, hey, welcome back, our our friend, right? Which <laughs> friend? Jets. Bilal? Oh, oh no, Robbie. They, yeah, Robbie. Yeah, Robbie. Robbie. Five targets, though. Remember? Yeah, I know. But yeah, he but, got hit twice deep. I mean. Hey, about time. Everybody had given up on him. I can't imagine anyone was starting him anymore. No, I cut him in the league and I'm, ir- I'm irked about it. But um, Quincy and Nunwa, five targets, nothing, not, goose egg. Are we done with it? The, the problem with Quincy and Nunwa is that the passing volume everywhere has gone up enough that I wonder if Quincy and Nunwa's six for 65s are worth it anymore. Well, I think PPR bye week guy still worth it. Uh, yeah. It really depends on your other options. I, it's definitely you don't want not PPR going to be really frustrated to own him. That Terrell Pryor catch was pretty nice. Yeah, he, I, speaking of coming around, he's maybe maybe there's a little bit more trust there as well because you know Darnell just challenging downfield in general is going to help Andersons and Pryors and all that. So. Right. Um, so this game was a was sort of a route. The Broncos mm-hmm. snap count Freeman thirty. Lindsey twenty nine, Booker twenty two, but Lindsey out carries Freeman twelve to five. Booker gets some pass receptions. Um, mess. The co- I mean, the coach said last week that he wanted to use Freeman more, but the game flow probably worked against that. Well, yeah, Freeman's going to be the the ball control slash keep it close type of game. Yeah. So, all right. But it's, but it's, he's been a good pass blocker this year, though. That's the problem. Has he really? Gotta, yeah, he's actually been good for a rookie. It's all just right. the the mindset of a of a head coach not rewarding a rookie, but then you have Philip Lindsay being in there all the time. So that's true. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think Freeman. I think Freeman is is going to be in a situation like our other guys, like Chubb and, and and Johnson, a little bit. Um, folks, fantasy draft. We put players first. They've got a hundred thousand dollar running gun weekly feature GPP with a twenty five dollar buy in. They've got a five hundred thousand dollar fantasy draft championship with weekly qualifiers happening now, and that results in a Week 16 final. So I'll uh, get in and qualify for that. So there's super flexible lineup construction, which makes it easier to sweat the players you'd love to watch, and it's easier to win. Fantasy Draft plays it, pays out at least 25% of the field on every single contest. You get a free $4 GPP ticket with the initial deposit. Just signing up with referrer code ROTOWIRE. So let's go to Fantasy Draft, sign up with referrer code ROTOWIRE, and you'll get a free $4 GPP ticket to uh, maybe next week play Isaiah Crowell and be disappointed by Julio Jones again, like I was. It's always a lot of fun mm-hmm. to do that. But everybody, Fantasy Draft, we put players first. Thanks a lot, Fantasy Draft. All right, Falcons, Steelers. So we talked about Julio. Uh, Sanu made that play, you know, nice play mm-hmm. on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Calvin Ridley, you know, did not is not Superman, who's going to produce no. every week, everybody, even though he was out, you know, playing Julio Jones 
for the first few weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be very concerned if I was a Devontae Freeman owner. I know it's his first mm-hmm. game back. Maybe they're easing him in. I don't know what. But now we got a three-man committee to worry about. Now, now, now with Freeman back and Coleman healthy, I still have to worry about Ito Smith. <laughs> that's, that's not cool at all. No, and if I cool. own Devontae Freeman I, and picked him probably, what, second round? Like second, the one two turn, probably the earliest, but that would even be a reach. So. I mean, brutal. This uh, is brutal. I, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I guess next week you don't, you're not going to bench the guy. No, it's just the expectations have to lower again. The ceiling is definitely just a lot lower now. I mean, the snap count I have right here uh, Freeman 28, uh, Coleman 27, Ito Smith 12. That's pretty ugly. Right. And he, but he got the goal line so, carry. Yeah, he did. And they're I home hope, for the Bucks, so I mean, right. if it's, it was only touch though, so what right. it's worth, you know. Yeah, it's just that was awful. But, but the Buccaneers, I mean, that could that could that could be a chance where Freeman does break out. So maybe I, I, I think he was going to go away. To be honest, I, I don't think he's a it's a worrisome thing for production wise. I think it is a one week thing. Okay. I think Edo Smith is more the long term play if Coleman leaves in free agency after this season. That's fair. I mean, that. I think they like Edo Smith. I mean, he's not bad. He's solid. He's he's got a good system built. To him, I don't yep. know if it's. A, I, don't, I don't like the Steve Sarkeesian system, but you know. <laughs> so, if you're a James Conner owner, what are you doing? <laughs> what markets they're going to be? I don't know. For Bell coming back, what what do you take for him? If you can, if you can try, if your sales pitch is, hey, you know, they might. There's a lot of chatter about them trading Le'Veon Bell. Sure. I don't know how serious it is. I don't know if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you could, if that's your sales pitch, right? Let's say you can make some sort of convincing argument to the – it's funny. I'm talking like we talk on the phone about trades. Everything is in a, some online submission now, so it's, you know, yeah. it's harder. But take, take it back to the old school. It's all right. Let, let's say you can make the <laughs> argument, right? And mm-hmm. you can convince some other owner to, to trade for Connor. What would you take? <laughs> Maybe I'd call Devontae Freeman's owner. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> Would you take that? Would you take Devontae Freeman for Connor right now? Uh, it's if it's PPR, probably because Freeman can make value there a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but uh, uh, here's the thing: if I'm the Connor shareholder, uh, uh, are they going to split him and Bell at all? I don't think so. I think they would run Bell into the ground when he comes back and save Connor. That's probably true. Possible. So, so basically, what you're doing is, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? You think they're going to be able to trade Bell? Let's got to see what the standings look like and who would actually be the market for a running back. I mean, the, what, what the could they Eagles. get? Like a round three? The yeah, the Eagles. There the you market. go. There you go. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. But but so basically, it, that, yeah. that factors in. Now, if you think that they're going to keep Bell and run him into the ground, mm-hmm. then what you would take for Connor is less. I mean, right. you'd be happy, happier with a lower return, but this is thinking, you know, I, I got Connor for one more week. And that's mm-hmm. it. So better that I, you know, take the L now. Yeah. Um, it's also just like, like you said, a guy that's in a, stuck at a committee, but, you know, could break loose from the committee. I guess is what I would try to look for, for running okay. back in place. Can, like like can, a Freeman, can, like, a, like even a Royce Freeman. <laughs> or uh, uh, just, I'm trying can, to think. What, like, carry on Johnson in case Blanc got Yes. Hurt. Yes, there you go. But that's, but a, that's, a, that's a big return. Like, you, you'd jump on that, I bet. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Okay. Would you take? I think you have to do a lateral running back to running back trade too. It'd be it, it, the the receiver thing would not be a payoff that would be worth it most of the time, unless you're doing like Julio. But no one's going to trade you for an established week to week wide receiver with with Connor. So you take, but, but I mean, and and the risk you run here, 
is that they do trade Bell and and Connor mm-hmm. remains a twenty touch guy for the rest of the season. Right. So would you take Bryce Freeman for him? If if I need um, a little bit of security in the short term, yeah, I would. Okay, flip that. If you're not doing a long term play, would yeah. you trade Royce Freeman for James Conner though? I think context needs to be happening there. If I could, if I get find a position to take the chance that Conner keeps the job, I could see it. Yeah, I think it's it's a contextual trade to do, to go with Conner. I don't think you could put it in a box. Okay, so. got it. Yeah. Um, so you yeah you don't think a receiver? You don't think saying, hey. Would you trade me Calvin Ridley for James Conner? I'd rather take the chance that Conner has the job than, than get Ridley. Okay. To be honest. Gotcha. All right. Um, Raiders, Chargers. Oh, my God. Amari Cooper. <laughs> I mean, we knew it was going to happen. Uh-huh. Right? You looked last week. You said, oh, yeah, this big game in week four. And the Chargers have been giving up lots of uh, chunks to opposing wide receivers. So... Logically, because of that, Amari Cooper is a good play. And I know that as soon as I roll him out there, he's going to go two for yeah. 11. And it was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One target. <laughs> Did he get hurt? Did he miss something? Derek Carr just doesn't care anymore about him. And, and, ironically, this is the highest yards per target he's had as a professional this year, Cooper. But it's just he's not getting enough volume out of it. I mean, I don't. I, I, this guy, he's he's brutal, and we knew it. It's not like I'm sitting here. And I'm, I'm not. I'm not surprised because we've seen this before, mm-hmm. and he is such a boomer bust guy. And it's weird because when I look at boomer bust guys, I think I think of Deshaun Jackson, right? And he's a guy that I always say I never own Deshaun Jackson because I don't like his volatile nature, but I understand his volatile nature because he's such a deep threat, right? Yep. That's not what Amari Cooper is. Mm-hmm. He's a you know, supposedly a pretty good route runner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not killing people over the top. It's just like, I don't understand. And this is a new coaching staff, but we're running into the same crap. That, that look, you look at his game, lo- his, his game log week to week this year, it's unbelievable. One <laughs> I for, just don't, yeah. One for nine, 10 for 116, two for 17, eight for 128, one for 10. <laughs> it's a cornerback thing. I'm pretty sure because uh, Rams and Miami were tough. The Chargers don't have the t- the, the the quarterbacks that you said though because the injuries. But right, I mean Hayward's uh, pretty good. Yeah, Hayward's good. I think that's probably what, what what got him in this game. And Cooper's just a guy that does need to have busted coverage to really break loose on a play. He's, I, don't, I don't know if he's a guy that can make plays after a catch as well. Jordy Nelson's a guy that see what you want about his age, he can actually maneuver to get open a little better. All right, he, he's got better instincts as a receiver than Amari Cooper, I mean, even is- with the age. And of course, that's what Derek Carr is actually looking for right now is Jordy. So. All right, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. And, and Jared is, Cook, and Jared Cook. You got Amari Cooper this week. You drafted Amari Cooper in round three or four, right? This year, right. the price was... Uh, I didn't, but... Right, but, but many <laughs> no. people did, right. But you drafted yeah. him round three or four this week against Seattle. You look at him like, what, am I going to play him? Yeah, probably, right? Because he might go eight for 128 again. I think you're locked into it as a, as a wide receiver three expectation. Yeah, sure. Man. Which is, which is gross. But horrendous. You kind of have to... You almost have to, you have to look past the draft day prices to a degree now. You're just kind of doing... What's your realignments are kind of uh, you know changing the player's value and you have to roll with it, right? I mean, we but we saw this come. But the thing is that we didn't. We saw it coming because we've seen it happen before. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the projected point total for the Raiders was was decent, twenty three something like that. 
So it's not like we thought the, you know, the, the, there was a mm-hmm. good argument to be made that the Raiders were going to get shut down. Well, they would have to probably throw, and, and it makes sense that Cooper's at least playable this, that, yeah. that last week. But, yeah. This is awful. And Carr, the interception in the end zone. Go find the replay of that because it was terrible. Did one in week three as well. So, <laughs> um, Martavis Bryant, he's not busy. Last week he was busier. Last week, if, he, if we would have had a different conversation before yesterday if he hadn't dropped that touch, easy touchdown. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, and I mean, only three targets. Three for 91. He's... Mm. He's becoming – he's – could you? Would you? Free agency? I know we're going to talk about that tomorrow with Jake, but what do you think? Yeah, he's that, he's that non-PBR guy. that You want him in leagues where you, you need the, the yardage value more so than anything. He's not a PPR guy because he's too – again, Deshaun Jackson type, relies on the deep ball a lot. So, you know, but 10 for 6 yards per target, can't really ignore that in a lot of places. No. I mean, it's not a lot of targets, but – all right, so, so there's some things that you said earlier. Okay. You're, you're on the wire this week. You got two names staring in the face. Martavis Bryant and Dante Moncrief. What do you got? Uh, well, Bryant being on a bye uh, after buying week seven maybe maybe makes me lean Moncrief. But I think Bryant has the easier easier path to production on a weekly basis maybe. Mm-hmm. I think Moncrief has the higher ceiling. I'm actually going to say that. See, I think Martavis has the higher ceiling, but okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh by the way, buys. You mentioned the word buys. Lions and Saints in week six are the buys. Everybody. Okay, great. That's, that's, that's important. All right. Uh, Vikings, Philly, Kirk Cousins. I love Kirk Cousins. He's just he's just such a nice quarterback. And he's got oh. those two. Adam Thielen is just – he's a monster. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Um, that's it. I'm, I'm done gushing about Cousins and Thielen. <laughs> Only one touchdown pass for Cousins for what it's worth, but yeah. Cousins is – do we know where Cousins ranks for the season? I'm not sure right now. So far? Yeah. I'll, I'm gonna, I'll look it up. You look that up while I talk. Okay. So otherwise in this game, uh, Dalvin Cook was out again. Hopefully he'll be back this coming week. I mean the, this coming week they play That's... at home against the Cardinals. If Dalvin Cook plays, he's in a nice spot there. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I think... Cousins six so far this season statistically. I mean that, this, this was – I know the Eagles have been struggling, so it's not a huge shock. And I thought the Vikings were going to win, but th- this was a desperate team game. This was, this was the Vikings or a good team that, that had to win this one. I Absolutely. Think, I think that played into it a decent amount. Yeah, and the pass rush looked good. They, they got to the Eagles pretty – a lot more better than I expected they would. Yeah. So. Okay, so you're the Eagles now. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you do with this off? I mean, they're st- the offensive line is struggling, right? Peter yeah, has been surprising. Tr- playing with an injury. Yep. But you look at these skill players. Remove Ertz because Ertz is money. What do you do with these guys? What do you do with oh, like if you're a Jay Ajayi oh, owner or you're a Nelson uh, Aguilar owner? Uh, you're excited. Uh, to get, what do you do now? Uh, well, Alshon Jeffrey's still playable. Seventeen targets is two games back. All I right. like that. Eight, nine, and eight. I think Xavier Rhodes is too much of a big matchup for him this time. Mm-hmm. So that's and he's, he's got Janoris Jenkins this week, but it's a little bit easier than, than than Rhodes is. I think even though Rhodes has not been himself as much this year. Right. Um, I still like Jeffrey's a wide receiver three. Um, the running back situation is a mess because. You have, you know, Corey Clement out this week, and then Sproles is out, and then Wendell Smallwood stepping up, and Ajayi is just, well, Ajayi is just, you know, that, that's, speaking of volatility, that's a, that's yeah. a game flow guy, if I've ever seen one. That match is going to be a mess. Um, definitely all flex, guys, hopefully, hope, hoping that the game flow breaks in their favor. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and, and, and Dallas Goddard, you know, interferes with the, with Aguilar and, and all that, so, yeah, Aguilar is just really a flex guy. 
if you're just I mean, if I mean, do you do you want to play Aguilar Flex this week? You don't. don't. You don't want to. But yeah, that that giant secondary though could be could be an opportunity. Yeah, Um, (laughs) sneaking into flex territory. That's it. That's all you can do. uh, Cardinals, Forty Niners. So uh, Matt Breida, by the way. Mm-hmm. Last thing I read this morning, mid to high ankle sprain. Every time you hear high ankle, you got to worry. That's not That's going to be a little good. while. Uh, mm-hmm. He looked like he might be in line for a big day yesterday, and then he got hurt. So keep an eye on yeah. that, Rita, because otherwise Seven yards to- it, it's not going to be Alf every down. That's not the nope. way Shanahan rolls. So who was the guy yesterday? Raheem uh, Mostert. Mostert, yeah. Raheem Mostert. I can't tell you Foster. I know one thing about Raheem Moster, but he might be a good pickup this week. I'll do my research today, and I'll talk with him about uh, talk about him with Jake more tomorrow. Well, he, he'll be he'll be the you know I don't want to say scat back uh, alternative, but just the the non grinding goal line type of guy here. You, right. you know, five ten, one eighty seven. Not the not a great guy for between the tackles, but uh, I mean Matt Breda was a more complete back than any of these guys two put together would be one. So it's it's a, it's a big loss for San Francisco. Breda has to miss a couple of weeks, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, most are just be that, that PPR flexi type of guy. Okay. CJ Beathard, 349, two touchdowns and a touchdown on the ground. <laughs> you yeah. started him in 2QB. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what didn't the, 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 pro, the path to where he got wasn't great, but the result no. turned out just fine. Um, other yeah. side of this. Okay. David mm-hmm. Johnson. Mm-hmm. So if you own David Johnson, you, you were happy with yesterday's results, right? Two touchdowns and eh, 71 yards from scrimmage, but two touchdowns. I mean, you know, you got, you got points. You got a solid day out of them. Right. I am so down on this whole thing with David Johnson. I mean, this is, they're not throwing him the ball, which is, which is half the reason why he's so good. Yeah. And, I mean, they are, I can't say I watched this game. I watched, I watched some of the end of it, and I saw him run for the touchdown, but I'm not going to claim that I understand how they are scheming or not scheming him in a good way. But the way this has gone after five weeks, I think right. I I would like to try to sell David Johnson right now after yesterday's party, game. You can say, "Look, he's producing." See, party wants to include like a James Conner trade package for David Johnson. Do like a two for two. Yeah, <laughs> but but I want I I might want to buy David Johnson if if you can get like a good duo back. So you think things are, you think things are going to change? I don't I, I, I don't look, I hate the coaching staff. I'll say let me say that out front. But it's a guy that's going to get 20 touches most likely. Even even in the passing game, he's he still has a couple of receptions here and there. It's a guy you do want to take a chance on if you do just kind of have want to get something for Connor. Um, Minnesota, Denver, San Francisco, that seems like a pretty good schedule before the week nine bye. Kansas City, Oakland, Chargers, Packers. Uh, the schedule's not bad, and he gets Atlanta in week 15. I love that because that defense is, is Swiss cheese. All right, let so, me ask you. Here, here's one. Ready? Ready? Yep. Sony... Sony Michelle plus for David Johnson. What's the plus? I'd rather, have Mich- I'd rather have Michelle, to be honest. So Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I think the path is clear, at least for when Burke heads out. But, th- but now that's where we are on David Johnson. That's where you are on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think oh, so. Um, this is high end, high end two, maybe. Yeah, high end RB2, David Johnson-ish. Yeah. So, so if I offered you, if I had David Johnson, and I offered you... Actually, if you had David Johnson, so if I offered you Sony Michelle and oh, let's see, I mean it's context, blah blah blah, everything is mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett. You would so, ta- you would take that and give trade away David Johnson in a heartbeat. 
It's not a locket, yeah. That, that will put me over the top. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say Dante Moncrief, but I don't, he's not that high. <laughs> you know. Come on. I'm not, I'm not the biggest truther out there. No, but you're, I mean, but you're taking Sony Michelle. You want Sony Michelle. I do. A better offense, better. I mean, I know that the, the I think the passing game is going to be more so James White affecting people. I think Michelle is going to be the guy between the tackles, and that'll, that, that, that'll give him a safe floor most weeks. Yeah. I, I love the town. I love the fit in the offense. Right. Yeah, I'm not liking this David Johnson thing one bit, and I know he scored. Because I, I think he's the I think he's a sell high because of yesterday. Yeah, he, well, he needs the passing game to augment what the offensive lines are to give him. He hasn't had higher than 3.7 yards per carry in the last four weeks. Right. So, ew. All right. Back to Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. Um, he did okay yesterday. He was wide open a couple of times. Like, you just look and you go, why are they not? It's it's like they forgot he was on the field. It was Marcus funny. Peters got burned. That that he, he he got toasted by him. Okay, on that on that one, that one long one. Um, um, without to leave, it's 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 all on Peters basically. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. So who on earth? Who is David Moore? <laughs> Where how did that happen? I love being on a fantasy football podcast, and I never heard of this guy. But you know, that's why I have you here. <laughs> when, when when Doug Baldwin can't juke, it's a problem, I guess. Oh, he can't man. make make moves. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing going. I mean, David, David Moore is not. We're not. No one's. We're not chasing David Moore after yesterday, even though he scored, even though he scored two touchdowns. Maybe one dollar in the fishbowl on him. But yeah. one dollar, maybe that's fine. <laughs> oh. in, a, in a league with twenty man rosters, yeah, right. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. But that's one pretty of those, much it. One of those. Let's see who the hell else uh, the, the, the 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 Seahawks have. But you know, they're gonna have Jerome Brown in, in there, Brandon Marshall, and stuff. So it, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. So more is just one week wonder more than anything. All right. So. Seahawks running backs, Chris Carson, 32 snaps, mm-hmm. Mike Davis, 22 snaps, Rashad Penny, <laughs> got the Blutarski, 0. 0.0. <laughs> Holy oh, cow. Last yeah. week he played well. Uh-huh. He ran fine. He ran behind Davis, but he ran fine. Mm-hmm. Why did they draft him? Straight up to draft him, even <sighs> more so. Golly. So, so now, I mean... You, you would have to tell people if, if Rashad Penny owners were five weeks in and it is possible that this guy is talented enough and things break right that, you know, it might work out later this year. But you now have your, your fifth round fantasy pick and your first round real life draft pick got zero snaps by the coach's decision in week five. You, yeah, I mean, it's, there's, there's no good argument to keep him. I guess not, <laughs> and of course, pass blocking issues again probably came into play. I, I, I honestly can't sit, tell you offhand if Penny was a great pass blocker in college or anything. But Mike Davis being in that system for his second year, I guess, might play into Pete Carroll's head a bit, which I guess goes to show you about Pete Carroll's decision making. Again, yep. you know, we looked, we looked, we're bashing a lot of coaches today, but they deserve it. Um, but yeah, Mike, Mike Davis is, is a solid pass blocker. That's kind of what I've read about him. So I think that's probably been helping. He's got that bigger body, but he can kind of help out Wilson. And he's and that fine. And that offensive line needs a, a ton of help when it comes to that. So I mean, yeah. I mean, they could have went through this year with Chris Carson and Mike Davis and been totally fine. Why they spent their first round draft pick on this other guy, I have no idea. I agree. I so, agree. Um, yeah. But you, you can Rashad Penny owners, it's time. Uh, Pull the ripcord, it's time. I still um, want to. I still want to have him as an RB six if you can. But, RB six. Uh, there you go. If you can carry yeah. an RB six, everybody. <laughs> so you're if your league is seventy five running backs deep, you can keep Rashad Penny. Otherwise, probably not. Well, I mean, in a lot of leagues, I carry six, even if it's just a shallower one, just because you can rotate wide receiver a bit easier. But yeah. it really depends. Yeah. yeah. Cut him. Cut him. Get rid of him. Um, 
Cooks oh, and Cup concussion oh. for the Rams. So let's That's keep a close brutal. eye on this one. That's brutal. Yeah. So Josh Reynolds would be the guy, right? Other than Woods, of course. Well, Woods already was a guy, so right. fine. Um, does Tyler Higby or Gerald ever get more? I don't know. I don't know. Is Higby, didn't Higby get hurt? I uh, might have, too. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. Refreshing my memory. Not he, he, caught that, he caught that crazy deflection, though, so that's why it's he, stuck he out. He was active yesterday, yeah. Yeah, he right. was. Yeah, yeah he, he was. was. He played. Okay, my bad. That's um, no, all right. I thought um, last week. Well, Higby's, a, Higby's another good blocker, so I doubt he's going to be let loose too much. Right. And, uh, Ever, Everett, and they keep saying they want to get Everett involved, but it doesn't really happen that much. Well, here might be your chance. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. So, uh, I mean, maybe Farrell Cooper gets more offensive stuff. I don't know. He's, he's a good special teams guy, so you want to keep him in there. All right. Well, they're playing. The Rams are playing at Denver this week. Ooh. So, yeah, it might be. if you hear, Depending on what news you hear today, you, you're, you're right in your notes. Josh Reynolds might be the Josh pickup. Reynolds, bold. Yep. <laughs> Dallas Houston, your Cowboys, man, that was a brutal game. Chris Collins, Chris Collinsworth kept trying to convince me that it was a good game, and it wasn't. Oh, it was awful. It was so bad. Like my head hurt watching the play calling, and mm-hmm. I'm not obviously from my yep. comments this, you know, some of this show especially. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to claim to be an X and O guy for football, but but that was a brutal game. And what the, I mean, I don't know what the Texans are doing. Inside the five-yard line. I have no idea. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm not one of those people. That, oh, you've got to run the ball up the middle. No, you don't. No. But fourth and goal at the one-foot line on the last play of the half, you, 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 <sighs> if you put Watson in the shotgun, you, you limit you, – you're, you're telegraphing yourself. Yep. You're, not, you're saying, I'm not sneaking. Right. So <laughs> I, I don't – I don't know what they're uh, doing because when they got there, I went, "Oh, great, they're going to go," and he did. I'm like, yay, not a chicken coach who's going to kick a field goal, and then he did oh, that. Like, 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 or, or punt like Jason Garrett, <clears throat> but, right? Yeah. And that um, was yeah. Okay, and, and hashtag I, I got to call out one guy, fire, Schefter, so. who I think is great. Okay, tweeted out last night. Oh, look, hey, there's the last two weeks. Well, Frank Reich went for it on fourth down in overtime. And didn't make it, and the Texans won. And Jason Garren punted, and the Texans still won. Two different it's, approaches, same result. Like, no, 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 they're not the same. One. They're fourth not the one same. They're not the same. 40 or whatever. And you, you have Ezekiel Elliott. And their line, which is still pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get that at all. Jason, um, Jason Garrett called it a long one. It it's was still a long one. one. It's, but he should have went for it. That Fire Linehan, fire Garrett. They suck. They're it was terrible. terrible. I think even Jerry was mad at that one. Well, he, he loves having his puppet like Garrett, so that's why he'll keep him. But but he said he called it out after the game, right? Yeah, maybe maybe he's finally getting fed up with it. Oh, no. He said, I think we were getting outplayed and had to be aggressive. I think that's that's the comment he made. Oh, God. So, all right. So, this game, they shut down Zeke pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys, uh, again. Jeff, Jeff Swain's becoming a little frisky. It's Dak doesn't like to go downfield, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he, that helps. he doesn't. So Jeff Swain, yeah, three for 55. I mean, I know three targets, but again, you know, beggars can't be choosers at tight end. Mm-hmm. And this week you are without, well, actually nobody good. Lions and Saints, Ben Watson, eh, whatever. No, tight end, it's actually a good tight end week. So. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, the Cowboy receivers, nothing. Alfred Blue played in place of, uh, of Lamar Miller. Actually did okay. He didn't run that great. He actually caught the ball and got some yardage, so that was good. Deshaun he's Watson, their, go ahead. He's their best receiving back, Alfred Blue. So Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Deshaun Watson 
he makes more of a believer out of me every time I watch him, even when he does dumb stuff like that interception. The ceiling is just absurd, as we've seen. So yeah, I mean, but, he throws a lot. He's getting a lot of yards. I mean, yeah, the interception was horrendous. But, yeah. Um, but uh, but but still, I I mean, with Fuller there, has the options. Uh, and DeAndre Hopkins is just you know, he's a freak. He is a and freak. He, and the Byron Jones matchup was a good one for a while, and then then and Hopkins like nope, By- taking over. Byron Jones is. So, are you a big believer in the PFF grades? I think you got you got to use them as a piece of things. Yes. Okay. Fair. Last week, they I read they had him graded as the top corner in the league. For, well, through four games. Yeah, I, I think he's he's made that leap to be in the discussion. Probably just the, the first couple of weeks. I gotta look at the opponents again. I, I gotta see if they rated him high, but he's he's kind of facing weak competition there. I gotta see. Okay. But. Uh, they faced Carolina, not really great receivers. Giants, I guess they they probably they probably shadowed Beckham a lot, which I would imagine over the top help. Yep. Seattle, Tyler Lockett, not a great wide receiver. One Detroit, Detroit was probably the impressive one that put it over the top. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just Hopkins probably going to knock his grade down a little bit this week, but he okay. still Jones still had a good game. He had like ten tackles, so two ten two deflections. Are nice you game. are you a after last night? I know Will Fuller was was a little banged up. Yeah, and he was. You know, we weren't sure all week if he was going to play. Are you a Kiki QT believer after last night that he's he's now firmly involved in that offense? I think I, I said last week. I think the the window's there because the Texans tree doesn't run all that deep in the, in the aerial game. So okay. I think they have a room for a nice solid three. And even with Fuller active, I think he's a good three because the tight ends are just kind of hanging back a bit and doing more of the blocking, which I think is going to help this Texans O line that needs that. And Watson needs that extra protection. So I think having three wide and have the tight end stay in is a much better strategy uh, for the passing game overall. And, and QT's going to benefit from that. I know he he, he, did, he did okay besides the touchdown. I don't think he was game-breaking besides it. But a nice PPR guy still. Yep. Um, all right. Saints, uh, Redskins Saints tonight. Mark Ingram back. Yeah. Um, Ted Ginn out for the Saints. Is mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson going to make me look smart or stupid tonight? Uh, I don't think the game pace will. I think it's more of a Thompson game again. Yeah, they're gonna have to keep pace with uh, with with New Orleans. It's a home game for the Saints, so. Can any receivers know. on the Redskins do anything? Crowder. <laughs> I, we were waiting for that. I, so Alex Smith is there's. I don't say Alex Smith doesn't like him, but there's something. There seems to be a disconnect there. I don't know what it is, but he's well. Coming off a bye, that could be a good uh, thing to work out. Maybe they figured that out. I would hope well, so. I think I, I think Corbin's not on Lattimore, even though Lattimore's been been pretty bad. I think it's the Crawley. Um, yep. Other guys that'll match up. I think it's Crowder. I'm, I think I'm probably playing Crowder in a Monday Thursday DFS tonight. So ah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That's a, that's an right endorsement there. right there. Yeah. All right. Um, what else you got going on? Uh, ESPN New Orleans Radio today at two thirty Eastern, doing similar things to this in a much faster pace. Nice. <laughs> Ten minute or so. It's my weekly thing. And then the Wednesday Wire. I've decided on the Facebook Live Wednesday session name. Wednesday Wire. I think it's going to be at 1 o'clock. Got some good responses last week to that. So 1 o'clock Eastern on that one on Wednesdays. Um, still doing a lot of behind-the-scenes editing work. So, yeah, you can, you can catch me on those uh, those avenues and, and tweet at us at RotoWire and tweet at me at Tim underscore Heaney. I can answer uh, football, football questions at both. So hoping the Cowboys make some changes soon. I don't see it happening, but maybe I'll cross, be crossing my fingers. <laughs> All right. Uh, folks, listeners to the podcast, get a free 10-day RotoWire trial. RotoWire.com slash pod. No credit card needed for that. So you can take a look at nearly all the features on the site. Check it out now, rotowire.com 
slash pod. Uh, reviews and ratings, wherever you're listening, we love those. Please leave us more. We really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to this edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Fantasy Draft. We'll be back on Tuesday. Jake Latarski will be with me to talk about some free agent options. So please come on back then. For Tim Heaney, I'm John Halpin. See you next time. And let's go, Yankees! <laughs> I had to sneak one in. I sure did. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>